Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Last Journey podcast. I have a super special guest today, Miss Tress Larson. Um, she is so well known in our industry, so well respected, and I am completely honored to have her here on the Last Journey podcast today. Hey, Tress, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me here. I super, super appreciate it. Yeah, oh my gosh. If, if you guys aren't following Tress yet, her content is so addictive. Like, I don't know about you guys, but every single time I see her post a video, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's talking about me. She's talking about the procrastinator. She's talking. It's like every single time I'm like, okay, I need to see what this woman is talking about. I stop scroll stopping every single time. Um, but yeah, I am just so excited to hear um, more about your last journey because, you know, I feel like so many know who you are, but not necessarily your backstory. And they might not know they might know what you're doing now, but not necessarily how you got here. And the Last Journey podcast is all about all of our journeys and how, you know, I think playing the long game is super important important in this industry. So I would love to hear how you got started in the industry. If you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got here. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I love that you say the long game um, because I don't think there's really another way to do to do this industry and to do this job. Um, so it's funny, I've, I've talked to so many people, so many students and so many people online and uh, people are like, I wanna be where you're at. And I'm like, great, do you wanna know what I went through to get here? <laughs> like, do you wanna go through all of that? Um, so I have been a lash artist for like 17 years now. I have quit my job solidly at least four times. Um, I started when, when lashes were just like sprinkly little spikes in a loose pot, right? And you had to like pick them up and 40 lashes on each eye was a full set. And um, there, was, there was like no community. You had to learn everything on your own. And um, I still just always wanted, I just always wanted this. I love helping people feel beautiful. I love helping people feel confident. And it, it kind of looking back in my career, no matter how bad the lashes were, like people still felt better with them on than when they didn't have them on. Um, I remember posting a picture probably, oh my goodness, probably 10 years ago. And I had like a coffee cup in front of my face and I had like 10 lashes on each eye probably. <laughs> and I was like, lashes make every morning better, right? And <laughs> Um, yeah, just, just my journey through the industry has had, it's been a roller coaster. There's been a lot of up and ups and downs. I've worked for a lot of, um, I wouldn't say a lot. I've worked for different salons, different spas. I've worked for myself. I've worked for Lashbox and there has been, um, there's never been a time where I've been like, great, I've arrived. I know everything I need to know. Uh, and it just, it keeps, it keeps like pushing me forward and keeps me, um, keeps me learning more and, and wanting more and, and helping others, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I think, um, I think that it goes to be said that it's like, you don't have to decide what you want to do right now. You can kind of go with the flow over the years and see what pulls you and like what aligns with you. And, um, I think that the beauty of this industry is you don't have to fit into a certain box. You know, you can kind of like everything evolves. You know, I, um, I started out about 10 years ago and I, I can remember like exactly what you're talking about. Like my first set was, um, J curl 0.25, like oh, yeah. five, five lashes on each eye. And it's like to see what has come from that. It's insane. And I think that 
again, the beauty of this is like if you're passionate about something and if you are hungry for education and knowledge and growth, like you can take it so far because you're never going to be content. Um, you're never going to be content with settling for something that doesn't make you extremely happy. And if in my biggest advice to everybody is always if you, if you haven't found that yet, like keep going. Keep yeah. trying to figure it out. You might not know the lessons now, but, you know, I, I was thinking, um, you know, when it comes to your career, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned um, in this long career? Because I'm sure that you've learned so many along the way in the different, you know, areas that you've worked and everything. But if you could pinpoint a few of those big lessons, what were they and how did you grow from them? Yeah. Okay. So I don't have a list, but I can definitely give you give you what's, what's in my mind. Um, I would say first, like, I think it's kind of obvious based on what I just talked about, but, but never, um, never stop learning and, and always keep growing. And I say that carefully because there are seasons to rest and there are seasons to, to like kind of maintain status quo and keep going and um, just like maintain what you've already built and what you've already created. So for me, it's like never, never stop growing, never stop learning, but also learn how to give yourself grace and learn how to rest. Um, I think those two things feel opposite to us. And so we don't know how to live with both of them at the same time. And being able to embrace those different seasons throughout your career, I think, is so incredibly important. Like we all go through seasons where where we need to where we need to rest. They're like our winters, right? And then we all go through seasons of growth. And the the biggest lesson for me is when I'm in a season of rest, it's like really soak it up, really go. Okay, I can I can rest. I can learn. I can. Um, I can maintain my life and keep going as I prepare for the next season of growth. But you don't always have to be pushing forward. You don't always have to be growing. And I think hustle culture, um, I don't even know if like I would put that right, but like the the idea of of being in the hustle and being in the grind all the time, every day, all day, is what leads us to burnout faster than anything else. And it's led me to burnout over and over and over and over again, because I thought in order to get where I wanted to go in this industry, I needed to be relentlessly pushing forward. And if I wasn't in a season of growth, I was being hard on myself and I was criticizing myself and I was nitpicking every little detail to figure out where I was going wrong. When in reality, I needed to let myself rest in order for that like creativity and that that hunger and that energy to come back to me. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think that, you know, even in my own career, sometimes people don't realize like like they don't realize they just see like, oh, she's always doing something. She's always doing something. But it's like, no, I have given myself those those seasons of rest. You know, I was like I, I was a single mom for an entire year with my daughter. Like that took a whole different type of Tiffany and a different type of person. And like I honored that and I was able to really become a mother and become somebody, a completely new woman. And then I was able to pour that into my business too. So I think that, um, you know, being able to recognize those shifts and I don't even know that I know how to recognize them. So how would you you know, how do you think that you recognize the shifts and know when one is happening and like when to, you know, recognize and honor it? 
Yeah, it's when I'm incredibly frustrated, incredibly hard on myself, and feel like I am just spinning in circles. Like no matter how hard I try, I'm not progressing. No matter how much more I want, I'm not moving the needle forward. So I would say like when I'm incredibly, um, if I start to get irritable or short-tempered with the people that I love the most and have the most patience and grace for, like that's a huge red flag for me, right? If I start feeling sad consistently and I am not a naturally sad person, but if I, if I start, if I start questioning what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and I want to like run away and like quit the industry all over again, that's when I'm like, oh, burnout is happening right now. Like right now is the time that I need to stop that cycle. And I feel like so many of us try to just push through that. We try to just like, like suck it up and keep going because this is what I have to do. Well, yeah, like to an extent we do have to just suck it up and keep going, right? We need to, we need to keep showing up to work and we, we need to keep um, being there for our clients and for the people that love us. But we, when we're in a place where we don't feel like we have anything left to give, it's probably because we don't. And we just, we need to be able to pour back into ourselves and allow ourselves rest to recover from it so that we have something to give again. And what, what does that look like though? Because I feel like so many people can relate to that, but in the same sense, when you have all of that weight on your shoulders, what does it look like being able to give some of that up? Like to, to be able to allow yourself to rest. I know sometimes I feel like when my wheels are spinning too much, it's like, but I have so many people relying on me and I can't, like, I, I just can't stop. So how do, what are some first like baby steps that people can take to get themselves out of that funk? Yeah. So the first thing I do, I mean, the first, the, the most important part is recognizing it, right? Like recognizing that you're depleted, recognizing that you, you're trying to pour from an empty cup. And then for me, the first thing that I do is I start giving myself the, the grace to mentally vacate my workspace at night. And usually like, like that's something that's been a goal of mine for many years is to essentially turn it off. Not that I'm not caring or that I'm not engaged, but be present where I'm at with my family and, you know, with our after school activities and everything we need to do there. And when I'm working so hard on moving forward, my brain is always somewhere else when I'm with the people I love. And in that moment, I feel like if my brain's not working on the work things that I need to be working on, I'm not going to get anywhere with them. And in reality, if I give myself the grace and I cognizantly go, okay, trust, like turn it off. You're done. Be with your son, be with your husband, be with your sister. And I allow myself to do that. Like that's my very first step. I'll wake up in the morning feeling different the next day, you know, and then that evening again, I can be like, okay, trust, turn it off. And the thing is, is I feel like we feel like at that point, it's like a critical place for us because what we think we need to do is, is dwell on it so much in order to create breakthrough. And what we really need to do is disconnect from it in the times that we have available to us so that we can rest. And like the question I ask people is, have you ever taken a weekend away and, and you were feeling just like, like you were, you know, trudging through the mud, but you took a weekend away and you came back and you had all of these ideas for Instagram posts, or you had all of this new enthusiasm for, for learn, for building your clientele and for bringing new people in. We can't have that unless we allow ourselves to rest. 
So yes, we have to take care, like pay your bills, right? Show up to work, do the things that you have to do. But when you have time to check out, allow yourself to check out. Like that's, that's like probably the biggest thing for me is, is being kind to myself because being mean to myself doesn't work, right? I can't beat myself up into being more productive and allowing myself rest in the times that it's available to me. Yeah. And I feel like we do live in a world with Instagram where like you were talking about with the hustle culture, not to knock hustle culture, because I feel like I'm always like doing something, Mm -hmm. but But at the same time, it's like you're you end up comparing yourself to everybody else. But you have to remember at the end of the day, nobody has your exact life and the things that, you know, fuel you as a person. And I feel like that's just such an important message to get out. And um, when you do talk about, you know, procrastination and stuff like like that being a sign um, for burnout and everything. Can you talk more about that? Because I know that's always what like gets me. Um, I. uh I definitely am somebody who, you know, I, I've always had ADD. I've always had um, to find ways to learn how to navigate that, um, you know, like without medication. I, I like to figure out like, okay, I know that if I make lists or if I do X, Y, and Z, like I can get ahead of that. Um, but there are, I think that a lot of people don't realize that that is a, a big thing that a lot of business owners do and that a lot of creative minds that we do have these tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, when you are working with your clients, how do you help them to get past those roadblocks? That's a great question. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that the reason that I speak to the things that I do on my Instagram accounts and in coaching is because I've, I've 1000% been that person. (laughs) Like I am and have been the procrastinator, right? I, I was the kid in, in school that I would, I would literally be in story time and I'd be like rolling around on the floor because I couldn't sit still. Right. Um, so, so I, I struggle with, um, lack of organization and uh, procrastination and ADHD and all, all of those all of those things that line up and what's hard is is what I find is most people will see you on Instagram or see you in your in your business or see you on your podcast and go wow you have it all together and the biggest thing that we do is we make up stories about people when we don't actually know the reality so it's learning to identify when we're telling ourselves stories and when we're making up a back history for somebody that we actually know nothing about what their life looks like. So like learning to identify those stories is important. And one of them is um, for me is like when you're scrolling on Instagram and you see this beautiful woman standing in Greece, right? And her dress is blowing in the breeze and her hair is like tossed over one shoulder and you start to, you automatically look at it and your brain art starts to automatically build a picture and like a movie around it. You imagine her like beautiful fiance being the one taking the photos and like later they walk down to the beach and they drink champagne and they have this like beautiful, perfect life and money grows on trees and they don't have any hard things to deal with. And and we literally paint these pictures for ourselves. So learning to identify when we're painting the pictures and like stopping that thought pattern and going, wait, 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 I'm telling myself a story like this is literally just my imagination. That's one of the things that's so important to start with. And then I always work with my clients on like the self-sabotage cycle and how we start with 
with perfectionism, especially for those of us who are incredibly driven. We want everything to be perfect. And then what happens is we we go all in. We're like, oh my gosh, I am 100% in. I'm all or nothing. I always said I was an all or nothing person, right? And then we go all or nothing. And then we start to slow down because we can't continue that pace. And then automatically these thoughts start to build up in our head and we start to criticize ourselves, and we start to be hard on ourselves. And after that, we, we end up pushing away from the thing that we wanted to be all in for because now when we approach it, it makes us feel bad. And so we stop approaching it and we slow down and we pump the brakes. And then a lot of times we'll even go in reverse and we don't even want to think about that thing anymore because it doesn't feel good to think about. And so this whole cycle like leads us to feeling guilty and it leads us to feeling less than less than capable and then we go into into this cycle again like the next thing i have to do has to be perfect because i have to prove that i can do it and in reality we we literally need to like pump the brakes on all of that and start with a place of striving for excellence and giving ourselves grace when we inevitably fail in order to move into a cycle of of being kind to ourselves and having grace for ourselves while we continue to take steps forward so procrastination for me comes in when I'm trying to go all in on something and I'm not willing to take it back to just a single step, right? It's because we get overwhelmed and we let ourselves think about the end goal that we need to achieve when right now it actually doesn't take any time to take the next step forward. Yeah. Wow. I I love that. And I think that, um, you know, the way that you're helping women in general just kind of recognize these things and take the steps that they need to, um, to kind of overcome them because it's like, I don't know, I think, and, and even in my case, having, um, like a lot of the same traits you just talked about, it's like, you get into this cycle of constant, like, okay, I'm juggling so many things at one time. And now I have all of these things on my plate and it it comes down to like the wire of, okay, this is the deadline for this. And you, you end up just living in this constant state of stress, like unnecessary stress. And I think that, um, you know, it just, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times what I learned, because getting, um, getting a coach was one of the most important things I've ever done for myself. I know I would, I'd say unequivocally, it's the most important thing I've ever done for myself. Um, and having somebody who's been there and done that, who understands, who has lived that life and has come from it, having somebody go, okay, I can hold your hand through this and I'm not going to do it for you, but I will teach you the steps incrementally that it takes in order to get you going on the path that you need to be on. Like, so that it, you're, you're eventually independent from me because you've learned how to do this and and change the your mindset around it and cope differently. Like that is something that I feel like people should never be ashamed of. I have so many women come up to me and go, "How do you do it all? How do you do it all? You're like superwoman." Like you, you are a lash artist and trainer and you have your clients and you have, you know, the coaching career and you have those clients and then you speak at shows and they, they start listing to me all of the things that they see me doing. Right. And I go, great. Okay. So the things that you're seeing me visibly do are things that I might be good at. Right. But what you're not seeing is the things that I'm not good at and the things that I need help with. And I am not a one woman show. I need people to help me. And I think, Allowing yourself to realize that asking somebody to help you isn't a weakness, it's a strength. And you can have somebody hold your hand through these steps 
is so important because so many of us will end up going, okay, well, I see that she was able to do it, so I should be able to do it too. And then we just start the process all over again and start beating ourselves up again because we're like, well, she can do it. Why can't I do it? You know? And it's like, well, she asked for help or she has a team or you know what I mean? There's so many components to it. And if anybody, anybody who's listening to this is, has been asking yourself how to be the one woman show, how to be super mom, how to be, you know, uh, like a mogul, how to be like this incredible business owner and have super happy employees and be able to do all of the back end work yourself. Like the answer is like, that's, that's not, that's not a reality, right? Like we all have to have help in order to do the things that we want to be able to do. Yeah, I need to remind myself that like all the time, because even when it comes down to like, I feel like, you know, when you do have a driven person or when you, you know, are a business owner, a lot of my audience like already has their own business established. It's like you feel like you can take on the weight of the world and, and you might be great when it comes to work. You might be great when it comes to managing your employees, but something is always going to give, you know, whether it's your relationship with your husband, your home life, like being a present mom and how do you get to have it all by finding that balance and understanding where your flaws are is what I'm hearing you saying. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think having like the, the thing for me is like, I had to learn to be kind to myself and have grace for myself and know that I can't be good at everything. Like no matter how much I want to be, like yeah. I want to be superwoman, Right. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to be good at everything. So I need to lean into my strengths and the other thing, like you said, balance, and that's something that I feel like balance is that like elusive thing that keeps popping up in, in, in the foreground somewhere and you keep like reaching for it and it's not there, right? And like learning how to look at time differently and, and literally it, took, it takes so much practice, but being able to focus on the moment that I'm in instead of constantly thinking 10 steps ahead is what brought me back to, I can spend time with my child and not be thinking about 37 things that I need to do tomorrow. I can just focus on him, right? Like I can make dinner and, and talk to my husband and, you know, be present in that moment because I, I feel like when, when people are seeking balance, what they're really seeking is being able to enjoy the moment that they're in. Right. Yeah. And so like we have this, we have this, idea of balance and it's not necessarily there. Like it's always, it's always going to be moving. It's always going to be, um, like a fluid situation because there is going to be times where our business needs us more. And there's going to be times where our family needs us more, but being able to be in the moment that you're in is, is something that helped me go, Oh, I have balance because I can enjoy where I'm at at this moment. Yeah. I love that. Do you have any really cool stories about any women that you've worked with where, um, you know, maybe they were feeling this way in the beginning and then you were able to help like transform the way that they thought about things? What's one story that's sticking out in particular with the client you worked with? Um, well, it's, it's partially about balance, but a lot, a lot with social media and a lot with questioning one's, one's self-worth. Um, so I've, I've worked with several women actually who who struggled so much with looking to other people that they saw in the industry that they, they were like, Oh my gosh, this person has it all. Like I can see it. They're laying it all out there for me. I see their whole life on social media and I'm never going to be like that person. 
And within a short period of time of working together, I actually, I had a moment just the other day where, where one of my clients looked at me and it was just such an offhand comment. She was like, well, yeah, now that I'm a lot more comfortable with myself. And she like went into this, this, this sentence about what she was doing, which was completely opposite of what she was doing when we started working together. When we started working together, she was so hard on herself, she couldn't move, right? Like she couldn't take strides forward in her business. And now it was like a flippant, like offhanded comment of like, yeah, well, I'm like super confident now. And so like now, now that I'm, now that I'm good with myself, like I'm just going to keep on doing X, Y, and Z. And it was the most extraordinary thing because for me, I, I sincerely believe that if you are able to tackle the things on the inside that are holding you back, that your business is going to be more successful and you're going to make more money and you're going to enjoy your life more and you're going to you know, have better time to be spent with your family. And, and I don't know, I don't even know if that answers the question that you asked me, but like <laughs> yeah. her transformation is, is what has just been in the forefront of my mind these last couple of days and it's what keeps me going, you know? Like this is why I do what I do because I've had the same experience. Yeah, I love that you've found this passion and that you've moved into this space to help other women. I think it's just, you know, something that nobody else is really doing right now. And so if you, you know, with our audience and everybody who's listening in now, how can they work with you? I feel like I've seen that you have um, the Marks Women Academy. And mm -hmm. can you tell me more about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, so right now, everything... <laughs> is relatively new in the space that I'm in right right now. I'm still I'm still training, I'm still working with Lashbox, I'm still doing all of that stuff. Um but but jumping full time into this coaching scene is it's something I was doing very part time before, right? And so now it's full time for me and so I don't have a website yet. And um I don't have like all of the things lined up that I would hope I have. I have my clients and a calendar and we kind of take it from there. Uh, so if somebody wants to get in touch with me, they can message me on, on Instagram at trust.larson. I'm always, I'm always checking that. And I have, um, I have the Marks Woman Academy, which is like a four week, like a month long intensive deep dive into finding, um, finding your purpose, finding your passion and learning how to start walking that out. It's, it's a transformative journey that I took four years to write. And it, it's continuing to evolve and the life change that I've seen from it is the most humbling thing I think I could ever ex experience. Um, but I, I run that typically once every, once every month and a half or so. So there's always signups that are live for that. And I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and I actually, I have a bunch of, um, of online classes coming out. So they're, they haven't dropped yet, but they're going to be dropping over the next month and a half or so. And I'm, I'm teaching people sales from a service perspective instead of from a sales and a bottom line perspective. Um, I'm teaching social media and how to manage social media and your mental health at the same time, because we all know that that is a really difficult relationship. Um, I'm t teaching customer service and I feel like, like knowing how to serve customers really well in your business means that your business is going to grow and thrive in a way that you, you've never expected. Um, so I have all of these things coming out from, from like a mental health and a service forward perspective that I'm just hoping will help people in the industry who have been struggling with, with building their clientele or with selling their products or, or with, you know, spending five hours a day doom scrolling on Instagram, hoping to find inspiration when really they just need validation, right? 
Yeah, that's so awesome. And I love that you pointed out too, um, that, you know, you, you can just tell that you're so passionate about it. You're like, uh, you know, I don't even have a website yet. Like I've just been doing this and it's like, but it's a lesson that people don't have to stress over doing everything perfectly. Like you were talking about with perfectionism and everything. It's like, if you want to do something, do it, do whatever fuels your soul, your passions. And especially if you're helping others, like, you know, yeah, websites are great and everything and they'll help direct you. But I can honestly say that just by getting out there and like showing, you know, the world, what you're doing, like that's how, how it's, you know, helped me is just like making sure that I'm speaking to my ideal client and your ideal client is every single woman in this industry. So I think that's great. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to thank you for having, um, I wanted to thank you for coming on, but I also wanted to ask you one extra question. So if you could go back in time and tell fresh baby Tress, new in the industry, one thing, what would you tell her? Oh my gosh. I might cry. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to cry. Um, I would tell her that she doesn't have to be as hard on herself in order to accomplish great things. Like, and that, like that strikes home for me so, so hard because I just had this really, really difficult and like negative internal self-talk for such a long time because I didn't know it could be different. Right. And so, um, being, if, if I could go back and really be like, no, like, you don't have to like hate yourself into transformation. You don't have to be hard on yourself in order to accomplish great things and take great strides forward. Uh, I think the quality of my entire life would have been different for so many years. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. All right, guys. Well, if you want to find Tress, Tress.Larson, I'm going to make sure it's linked in the show notes here. Um, but I promise you, if you're not already following her, you need to because um, she, like I said, she's just a remarkable person. And the help that she is giving to women in this industry is going to be unmatched. I just know it. So thank you, Tress. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. And I'll see you soon. Oh, guys, she's going to be speaking at LashCon too. So you have what um, what day and time are you going to be speaking just so everybody uh, knows to come check you out? It's Monday and I think it's one o'clock, but don't quote me on that because I have to check my calendar. But I know I'm speaking <laughs> Monday. I'm talking about every way that you can use ultrafine diameters and how you can literally like transform your menu and your the way that you serve your clients with with like carrying all of the same inventory of lash diameter. It's pretty cool. Lots of styling. Yeah. And guys, I heard her speak at the Lash Boss Summit um, this past April, and this is not something you want to miss. So I will definitely be there too. I can't wait to see you. We're going to have so much fun. All right. See you, Tress. Thanks so much. Can't wait to see you. Bye.